Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book Men Alive. Jim, back in 1974, I remember you experienced a miniaturized Outward Bound course. It was for business and professionals at their mountain school near Carimos, British Columbia. That course sounds intriguing. Tell us some life lessons you gained from that experience. Wow, Pablo, that was 50 years ago. The program has changed since then, but the reasons for its formation back in 1941 are worth reviewing. During the Second World War, convoys of merchant ships brought supplies from North America to the Allies in Europe. A number of these ships were torpedoed in the mid-Atlantic by enemy submarines and torpedo boats. Reportedly, during the war, 3,500 ships were sunk in the North Atlantic and more than 72,000 seamen lost their lives. Surviving seamen would often be rescued sometimes days later floating in their life jackets or clinging to pieces of wreckage. One interesting discovery was made that experienced older seamen, even if injured, survived, while healthier and often younger seamen, even without injuries, died while still floating in their life jackets. It was a mystery. Any insights on why some of the uninjured, healthy young men died? The simplest explanation, Pablo, is they lost hope. This may have been their first voyage and they figured help was never going to come. Or they were full of fear about being taken prisoner. Or having no food. Or the waves were too rough. So they gave up. The older seamen knew that other ships would come by sooner or later. And the more experienced seamen also knew that a man can live a few weeks without food, a few days without water, a few minutes without oxygen, but only a few seconds without hope. So two men, Lawrence Holt and Kurt Hahn, started Outward Bound with financial support from the Blue Funnel Line Shipping Company. The goal was to improve the survival chances of young seamen after their ships were torpedoed in the mid-Atlantic. The name Outward Bound was derived from the nautical term for a ship leaving safe harbor for the open sea. When I enrolled in the program some 30 years later, the goal was not to improve my survival chances after my ship was torpedoed in the mid-Atlantic. Here's part of the mission statement given to me on my arrival at the school. Outward Bound was founded at a time of world crisis to develop spiritual tenacity and a will to survive in young men. Today we still seek spiritual tenacity, but survival skills have evolved into an emphasis upon personal growth and awareness. Outward Bound now speaks not to the problems of wartime loss of life, but to the loss of meaning in life, which is so prevalent today. Wow, Jim, it's hard to believe those words were written over 50 years ago. According to clinical psychologist Dr. Jordan Peterson, many young men today are struggling with that same loss of meaning in life. Pablo, the brochure went on to say Outward Bound is a social experience of great intensity which deals with man's essential questions. Who am I? 
What is my relationship to my fellow man, to my universe? The founder, Dr. Kurt Hahn, discerned a decay in our society of concern for one's fellow man, a decline of craftsmanship and artistic skills, and a reduction of healthful, purposeful activity for youth. Dr. Hahn believed back in 1941 that this decay was attributable to the fact that men were becoming increasingly spectators and thereby losing personal initiative. Skills of craftsmanship quality were diminishing with the advent of technology and urbanization was producing a loss of concern for one's neighbor. This led to four stated aims of Outward Bound. First was self-discovery, to enable young men and women to discover themselves and their capabilities by the overcoming of mental and physical challenges, and to give them a self-reliance and determination that they have accomplished something worthwhile and can do it again. So what did you discover about yourself, Jim? I knew that question was coming. I had to push myself to do some rather demanding and even scary physical tasks that I had never attempted before, like rolling over in a kayak on a flowing river, climbing up a 100-foot rock cliff, especially after seeing six rattlesnakes sunning on the lower ledges before the climb began, and then rappelling down the same cliff from the top. Keep in mind, Pablo, this was 50 years ago when kayaking and rock climbing were somewhat new activities, but I did them. Self-discipline was the second goal. I did learn the value of integrity, unselfishness, and service to others by experiencing teamwork and physical hardships with a few monitored risks in the solo activities. We had a daily 6.30 a.m. jog and a morning wake-up dip in the mountain-fed Simokameen River, plus group activities called wide games like orienteering as a group through the bush with a map and a compass and not getting lost. The third stated goal was to develop skills and traditions of safety in outdoor sports, whether mountain craft, rock climbing, or canoeing. And lastly, to have an appreciation of the outdoor countryside's natural beauty, with an awareness of our responsibilities for its preservation. At the present time today, there are outward-bound organizations called schools in over 35 countries, which are attended by more than 150,000 people each year. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham of Go Teach Global. At the end of the program, I'll share contact information for you, our listeners. Jim, tell us more about this Outward Bound movement. Captain J.F. Freddie Fuller took over the leadership of the school in 1942 and served the Outward Bound movement as senior warden until 1971. Fuller had been seconded from the Blue Funnel Line following wartime experience during the Battle of the Atlantic. He had survived two successive torpedo attacks and commanded an open lifeboat in the Atlantic Ocean for 35 days without losing a single member of the crew. Outward Bound courses today follow a kind of recipe or formula termed the Outward Bound Process Model. Listen to how they describe it. 
we, that's outward bound, take a motivated learner into a prescribed unfamiliar physical environment, along with a small group of people who are faced with a series of incremental, interrelated problem-solving tasks, which creates in the individual a state of dissonance requiring adaptive coping skills and leads to a sense of mastery or competence when equilibrium is managed. The cumulative effect of these experiences leads to a reorganization of the self-conceptions and information the learner holds about himself. The learner will then continue to be positively oriented to further learning and development experiences, end quote. In a typical class, participants were divided into small patrols or groups under the guidance of one or more instructors. The first few days often at a base camp were spent training for the outdoor education activities that the course would contain and the philosophy of Outward Bound. After initial confidence-building challenges, the group heads off on an expedition. As the group develops a capacity to do so, the instructors ask the group to make their own decisions. Along with the physical learning, I was encouraged by watching how Outward Bound instructors fulfilled their role as an adult educator by assisting a group of predominantly middle-aged men, in my case, change their behavioral patterns, knowledge, and life skills. I found the course was expansional in that none of the participants had prior knowledge or skill in the tasks that we were trying to complete. Each person was able to develop their level of competence and confidence in the use of the knowledge, skill, or behavior in accordance with the time available, size of the group, and the complexity of the tasks. Learning today seems to be much more individualistic. It's more about me and my cell phone, alone, searching, finding information, but somewhat isolated from interdependency or building relationships. Pablo, what you describe remains one of the biggest challenges for men and boys today. Many men do not have a male companion they can trust and share life with. As an adult educator, I appreciated that Outward Bound's learning style was participational. They organized participational projects that went beyond just eating breakfast together. Most men and boys love action, but they want purposeful action. And men want their learning to be personal with integrated opportunities to go beyond previous experiences to learn new skills, knowledge, and behavior. It was a valuable experience. Fifty years later, I can still recall skills learned from the new learning experiences. It was physically invigorating, and I can only wish at 80 years of age that I had the energy and muscle tone of my 30-year-old body. The experience motivated me to be a committed journal writer. I now have over 50 years of journals on my bookshelf to review ideas and refresh insights gained over the years. Truth be told, some of these radio programs come from insights found in Scripture as recorded in my journals. The 24-hour solo in the mountains was most unique. We hiked up to a remote alpine area, then they dropped us off at one-mile intervals from each other for 24 hours from noon till noon the next day. We were alone on our first overnight solo in the mountains. Night air seems to accentuate the volume of sounds and the speeds of one's imagination. Nights outside alone take a little getting used to. That's like the lesson we teach on fear in our Standing Strong Through the Storm text and seminar. We identify fear, F-E-A-R, as false evidence appearing real. 
And when we are alone in the dark, fears can increase. Ask any of the men in the Bible who spent a night alone, in a pit like Jeremiah, or a whale's belly like Jonah, or a prison like Paul and Silas. I love what David said in Psalm 34.4, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Overcoming fear was one lesson learned from the outward-bound experience. Our only legitimate fear is to fear the Lord and obey Him. The young, healthy men who died in the mid-Atlantic during wartime were filled with fears. Fear of drowning, fear of capture, fear of starving, and those fears caused them to give up hope. The older, experienced seamen believed that help would come. They had hope that they would be rescued like the seamen who kept a lifeboat filled with survivors alive for over 30 days without any of them dying by assuring them to have hope that they would be rescued, and they were. A great lesson for us as men today. Things may get more difficult as we move closer and closer to our Lord's return. We may end up alone, as it were, by ourselves, hearing all kinds of strange noises in the night, But knowing that our God, the Lord of Heaven's armies, is in control and is coming to rescue us from this world of tossing cultural waves that want to drown us in a sea of immorality as described in Romans chapter 1. That would be my encouragement to every listener today. As the song says, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He is coming back, regardless of how difficult it gets. We are not outward bound, we are upward bound to spend eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. I trust you are ready. There you have it, men. Are you ready to be upward bound? You can contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Send him your comments and questions. And be sure to visit our website to find many helpful resources. Go to goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, upward bound to be a committed follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. 